The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. To another episode of Out of the Shadows. I'm one of your hosts, Chris Chavez, joined by Jim Clark. Hey, hey. Jim Clark sitting in the shadows. Just chilling. Keeping and, my uh, eye out. There you go. And uh, Out of the Shadows is a horror movie podcast. Um, we've discussed what kind of podcast this is, so I'm not going to get into it anymore. I'm just going to say it's a horror movie podcast. You want to know the in depth, read the info in the episode uh, notes. Yeah, you can read. It's not that difficult. They can read. Um, We're going to get into talking about a 1980 horror classic, uh, Sean Cunningham classic, Friday the 13th. Hello? Who's that? Oh, hi. What are you doing out in this mess? One. Three. We weren't doing anything. We were just messing up. Four. Before we get into the talk, you said you've not seen this before. I have seen the ending numerous times. Yeah, it's only, it's a classic kind of uh, of pop culture reference that you would have seen clips of it. You would but have not seen even reference that. to it. Anytime this is on TV, I always catch it at the end. Oh, really? Never, yeah, I never catch it before that. It's always okay. at the end. So I've never seen it from the beginning all the way through. Okay. So you never thought, you know what, let me sit and, down and... Yeah. 
You know what I think it is? I think it's because I know the story, and okay. I know the movie, and I know how everything ends up. So it's like I just like never went back and watched it. You know okay, I got you. I got you. I got you. Now, Friday the Thirteenth is you know it, it's it's obviously a well known uh, property. It's it's right up there with Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I guess you would look at both of them as, as the the granddaddies, uh, the three, right? You got Halloween, Friday the Thirteenth, and Nightmare on Elm Street. These three properties have pretty much um, carried horror through the '80s into the '90s, and then different iterations into the 2000s, 2010s. Um, but Friday the Thirteenth is is different in that this one. Um, this one came immediate, almost immediately after Halloween. Like Halloween mm-hmm. directly influences the making of this film. Yeah. Um, now, before we move on, I also want to bring this up. Have you ever seen, and I'm not sure, we may have talked about this. Have you ever seen the movie The Burning? No, no, no. Okay. But there were things I was going to say about this, but I was going to wait until we get to that later on on a future episode. But okay, go ahead. Yes, Uh if you've not seen it, see it. Watch this movie, and then we'll have we'll definitely have a discussion about the burning and Friday the Thirteenth, uh, and it's it, it's going to be its own kind of of episode. But definitely, um, did you know that the burning was filmed around here? Did we, have we had this discussion? I can't remember if we've had this discussion. I didn't even know the movie existed until you told me about it. Okay, so I, I did no tell idea. you a little bit about this. All right, yeah. yeah. We'll definitely watch it for this for this show, dude. I don't think because it's not on the list. I don't think. No, it's no, no. On. I think it is. I think. Oh, it's is in, it? Uh, yeah, nineteen eighty one. Oh, dude. <laughs> yeah, so that's why there was things I was going to bring up. It's like immediate. Yeah, we're going to be talking about it later. Okay. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about it. It's going to be good times. Um, all right. So let's get into Friday the Thirteenth. Uh, we finish watching the film. You walk into the, out of the theater into that parking lot. I look at you and I'm just like, all right, dude. So what'd you think? You've only know you've heard about it, you've seen it here and there, but never sat down and watched the full thing. What'd you think? Thumbs up, man, all the way around. Oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. What'd you like yeah. about it? Uh, ugh, there's a lot, dude. There's a lot to unpack with this movie. Like you said, it was it was directly influenced by Halloween, and they even yeah. said that they ripped off Halloween when they were making it. Oh yeah, but it, it, a lot it, of the first person killer, like the view, the first person, yeah. uh, you know, the view of the killer. But I I can also, and if I was alive in 1980 and I had gone to the movies and I had seen this, I'm walking out and I'm happy because I, if I'm a horror fan, I've seen psycho and you've got psycho vibes. Yeah. And if I'm a horror fan, I've seen Texas chainsaw massacre. Yeah. And this was very Texas chainsaw massacre. Like, so you're, 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 they were hitting those spots that have already been hit and making it something new and fresh and and combining things. And it was great, dude. And how, how fun is that? So have you ever had a camp experience? A summer camp experience oh, summer or camp. going no, to I go, cabins and I go camping, but like tent camping, yeah. that's with my family. I've never been to camp though. No. Okay. I've been to a couple of different camp, you know, environments. Uh one time was with with college during uh spring break. They had the an alternative spring break where you went and did kind of of it was it was almost like um uh what is it when you go and, and just kind of do you help the you know, public service almost, you know what I mean? Oh, okay. But, uh, but instead it was we went and stayed at a camp and it was a camp for like disabled kids, but it was mm-hmm. off season. But we went there to stay there so that during the week we were there, we were cleaning the camp up and getting it ready to open. So we were doing oh, okay. all the cleanup and, and but we got to stay there and do that. So that was a cool experience. And then I did it also uh, in was it high school or middle school? I can't remember. 
we we went to a a, a, a camp in Florida, Weeki Wachi camp. Uh, but it was a good time, you know, and, and, and so that feel, I mean, that's, I think that's why I really love this movie and this whole, like the first few that the idea of the summer camp, the kind of like going away. And if you remember like being a kid going away to summer camp can be a, a scary experience. Now yeah. this is on the other side of it. The counselors, the counselors getting there ahead of time to open up and start cleaning the place up. Mm-hmm. So they're older, but you know what it is, right? Like you get there and already being the older people, there's no kids here yet. You don't have those responsibilities. You're the kid again, right? Yeah. Like they're yeah. sneaking off and having sex all over <laughs> the place. And you know what I mean? And they're just yeah. kind of laying out and swimming and having a good time, play, messing around on the docks. So I think I've always really kind of gravitated to the environment of this film. I always loved the, the camp vibe, the whole, the grounds of the camps, the cabins, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. And and now that you mentioned that, I remember when uh, the first group of kids got there in the vehicle, they uh, they got out and they went over and started helping the guy who owned the, the, the camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, the way so, he was dude, making straight, it sound. Straight late 70s, early 80s, dude, oh, with yeah, the handkerchief dude. around the neck and the short and no shorts. Shirt. <laughs> but the way he was making it sound, he sounded like there was a lot that they had to get done there at camp before oh, the kids yeah. got there. Yet these guys were all just hanging out, just swimming and <laughs> fucking and drinking and smoking and yeah, not doing exactly. any work. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but yeah, dude, this, um, this film is, it's yeah. So, so immediately you're like thumbs up, you're enjoying this already. Oh yeah, dude. Right. Yeah. How about a young Kevin Bacon, man? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't I, that uh, awesome? I knew he was in the movie, uh, before I, I came into it and watched it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't know, man, he, uh, that, I think like everybody, there was, I don't think there was a single person I saw in this film that had a role that was bad acting. Isn't it and funny of course, how like Kevin Bacon's not going to be bad, but yeah, isn't it funny how like Nightmare on Elm Street has super young Johnny Depp, and then oh, yeah. you got Friday the Thirteenth that has super young, you know, uh, Kevin Bacon. Um, you can well, go to here... the Leprechaun series and get super young Jennifer Aniston. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. The first but one. Did you know uh, uh, Last House on the Left? You know yes. that movie, the Wes Craven yeah. film. Yeah. Sean Cunningham helped produce that film. The original. So yes. So okay. So they already knew each other before. This film was even made. Wow. I did not yeah. know that. Yeah. That's awesome. So I was sitting there and I knew that and I'm watching the movie and I'm thinking, what if Wes Craven had been a producer on this film? And what, how different the film would have been. Yeah. You know what I mean? What kind like of if they would have collaborated or even vice versa, if he would have gotten uh, Cunningham to help with uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. How you know different I mean? would that have been, man? How how different yeah. would it have been? Yeah. Um, I don't know. There's there's so much in this movie that I love about it. Uh, the number one thing, obviously, is the idea that we have these kids being stalked by a killer. That's like mm-hmm. we're watching a slasher flick. You have to set the scene. And so we open immediately in the past with that 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 kind of sitting around singing the Kumbaya. Singing, oh, yeah. They're singing Kumbaya or Hallelujah or something like that. I think it was, <laughs> I think it was Kumbaya. Something, man. Whatever yeah. you're singing, man. Uh, it, that that got their juices flowing. Those two. <laughs> yeah, they did, man. They ran out of there quick. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, these God songs get me going. Let's go." Um, but yeah, they end up. You know, we end up seeing the, the the killing immediately, and so we're already in that mindset that we're going to see that it's horrific. This guy's the point of view of the killer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get to see people react to them, right? Like we, we see it reacting. And the entire time you're thinking him, 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 him until you get to the very end. But like for me, that's that's another thing to draw is that uh, I'm a huge fan of slasher films. And 
one of the biggest draws are the kills. How yes. creative you can kill off people in this film. Now, this film is kind of straightforward. A lot of stabbing, a lot of hacking. There's a couple mm-hmm. of ones that are super rad. One of my favorites is Kevin Bacon's, dude. Right oh, yeah. after they got done and he's laying in bed. And, dude, the fucking arrow that just comes out through his throat. <laughs> oh, so man. good. Tom Savini is literally a, an FX genius, Brand. Oh, yeah, dude. Unreal. The guy used to study, like, morgue pictures and, like, accident photos. And that's how he got so good because he modeled it after... I saw, real, I saw I um, saw I saw a documentary that talked about because he was in Vietnam and I saw a documentary oh, yeah, too, where yeah. he saw like people's flesh explode and like mm-hmm. and he knew what that looked like. So he could yeah, literally recreate it. Um, yeah. There's a movie called is it Scanners? The one where the head the dude's head explodes. I think so. Yeah. Or oh, dude. I'm telling you, the, the, the dude knows what he's doing um, in terms of, of of special effects. And this one, this is some of his earlier work, right? Like, it, you can tell, I mean, it's dated nowadays when you're looking at oh, it. Yeah. But, like, if you lose yourself in this film for what it is and the era, it you, it's awesome. It looks so cool. Like, the first the first throat slash, right? That, that one when that girl gets her throat slashed um, after she hitchhikes, you know? And oh, she yeah. just kind of leans back slightly, and it just starts to dribble that blood down. It's so, so epic looking, dude. And and even, like you said, it's dated now. But even mm-hmm. even watching it now, it still looks fantastic, man. Yes. That time period and the things that this guy was able to do. The hatchet to the, the, the head, the yeah, face, dude, dude. Just thunk. Oh, unreal. man. Yeah, it's good stuff, man. Good stuff. Um, but then again, you know, you're looking, and this is at least on our list uh but you're starting you're they're starting to show a lot more gore they're starting oh, yeah. to get there to that point now in the 80s where they're going to start showing uh i mean coming out of the 70s even yeah and now they're going to start showing it it's going to start getting grittier and, and dirtier and exactly the mpa yeah. is going to start throwing a fit and for sure and the, yeah, yeah and that's the thing that that it becomes kind of a staple in in horror is how much gore can you get away with how much mm-hmm. you know how vicious can you make it look how visceral can of a reaction can you get um so much so that literally there was there, there's the the magazine fangoria oh, you yeah. know what i mean like the idea behind that magazine was to show all of this i remember that being a kid seeing fangoria on the newsstands and just being like that was so horrific. I was afraid to grab it because it was yeah. like the it was the it was the horror movies that I wasn't you know aware of with with like ultra violence and gore, um, and and you know I guess I guess comparatively this isn't even there yet. But you're you're right. This is where the stepping stones come right. Like yeah. we start coming out, start showing a little bit more of the actual you know. Again, it's very graphic to see it that. It is, dude. That, to see that arrow that come through, arrow the neck come like through that. his neck, dude. <laughs> oh yeah, man. Um, so much in this film, right? Even even at the very end, like oh, yes, when she takes her freaking head off. Yeah. Okay. Like, hang that on. That is like disclaimer. If you don't know how this movie ends, you've oh never my god, seen you shouldn't movie. even be listening to Get this. Get <laughs> out. Go watch the movie and come back. But yes, when 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 uh, uh, Mrs. Voorhees gets her head cut off, dude, I was watching that. I. Like I said, I've seen this on TV, and I think think even now, today they they edit that out because it's yeah. still so like holy crap! I didn't even know it was going to be that bad. Yeah, yeah. But like damn, I saw it. I was like, wow, 
<laughs> Damn. <laughs> right, dude? Right? Yeah. Um, this movie hits them. It hits all those points, which if you're a fan of, of the genre that was basically created by these earlier movies, um, this is why. It's because these are, this is kind of the groundwork. Like, yep. s- spectacular kill. And that's the thing about the Friday the 13th and, and Nightmare on Elm Street. I don't think it's so much... In the Halloween, so Halloween, you know, they do kind of outdo kills on on once once in a while, but over the, most of all, it's literally just it's Michael Myers stabbing the shit out of somebody, right? Yeah, stomping um, him down. Whereas with with Halloween, I'm sorry, with Nightmare on Elm Street and Friday the Thirteenth, it always seemed like each movie was going to be how more creative can we get to kill someone, mm-hmm. right? It's kind of like the Final Destination films. How more yeah. creative can some of these crazy, over the top opening deaths be? Um, and and this was this was the beginning. Like it was a it was a slow burn with a lot of these kills. Some of them again are memorable. The the arrow through you know, but some of them are mm-hmm. as simple as slicing the throat, you know, and stabbings yeah. or or the hatchet to the face. Um, but still, it's it, it starts it starts that that kind of okay. This is where horror is going to start start leading. Um, yeah. And then you know, the iconic iconic dude. The, nobody, every single person knows the. Ch- ch- Mm-hmm. Everyone knows that. Yeah, you can't, you can't, you can't not know that. Like everyone knows that that iconic sound, and it's from this film. First, first episode ever, or first episode, first you know installment in the entire series. It's established immediately that when you hear this, killers around. Yeah, and and hey, let's talk about that for a moment. This is the first film in this entire installment franchise that spans what thirteen films. Yeah, a lot. And, Jason isn't even in this movie. Right. I mean, not he is at the end, movie. but he's not like the Jason Wino. Yes, but we that's know. just like a like a dream. It's not even yeah. yeah. It unreal, dude. He's not even in this movie and this right? is what and and that's where that went and everything that happened. Unreal. Right, exactly. And even so, have you seen the second and third one? Oh, you've uh, got the third one. I have the third one. I haven't watched it. I think I've seen parts of the third one, um, and I haven't seen the second one. Like again, I've seen parts of it, but okay. I've see, never when you seen... watch the second one, there, there's that. There's a comment you can say about the second one too. How amazing it is that this entire film is this way, without a piece of what makes it such an iconic mm-hmm. character and film. You know what I mean? Um, but this first one just kind of sets the stage. Uh, and it has every, like you said, it's got everything that you kind of are looking for in these slasher films, um, all the way down to the final girl w- yeah. with Al- Alice and just this kind of, you know, as the night's going on and things are going bad, you know, she just kind of finds herself in almost into survival mode and she has to. Um, even when she's getting herself bitch slapped by Mrs. Oh, Voorhees, yeah, bro. <laughs> Were you just like, what the shit? She, she was slapping the hip slapping her, dude. Unreal. Oh God, it's so good, dude. But then, yeah, it's um, it's I I love this film, dude. I really do. It's hard for me to even try to critique it because it's such it's so ingrained in in just culture, pop culture. It is. Like, how can you? Like, I was thinking about this. How can I come in and even comment on this movie and say whether it's if I if I came out of this movie watching it was bad. How could I come into this show and say that it was bad when? Yeah. Look at, well, look yeah, at I mean, what I think, done. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I think what Not you could have said. bad, but. Right. I think it would have been more along the lines of you don't see what all the hubbub's about. Yes. Like, your, yeah. your thing would have been that kind of response, yeah. I think. I don't think you would have been like, it's bad. Um, <laughs> but, you know, there are people who would see this and it's still, it is dated, right? Like, yeah. like it is um, 
obviously the clothes, the way they talk, even even that that moment um, at the very beginning when they're getting the place ready and Alice is up there hammering uh, the gutters to to the to the to the cabins. Which, by the way, did you notice how she was hammering? I was like, what is she doing? Does she not know? <laughs> she how don't to know what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then that dude just starts kind of like hitting on her, but like super like over the yeah, top dude. creepy dude. And he was like, it just doesn't, it's, it's dated dude. It just doesn't yeah. hold up. And he was like almost twice her age. And yeah, yes. dude. Yeah, yeah. It was, uh, it was a little much. Um, but yeah, it has, you know, it has everything. It has the, it has the final girl. It has the, 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 the iconic sounds that, you know, the killers there. Uh, yeah. See, and that's another thing too, is, is I love how they, they added that music when, the sh- only during the shots where we're looking through the killer's eyes. Yes. And yes. we're supposed to be inside the killer. You know what I mean? Yep. And that exactly. was just, that was an ingenious decision too, man. Like, ah, uh, just exactly. I, like I said, there's just so much to this film that, that influences film that comes after it. And it was like, yeah, just great. It's great. The heart, the harbingers, the harbingers of doom, the old man. Yes. That's like, don't yes. go there. It's cursed. You're going to get killed. See, and then and even, I, and I, even the truck drivers trying to warn that girl, like, you don't want to go out there. Like, you haven't heard yeah. what happened out there. You know what I mean? See, I want to ask you, okay, and I was thinking about this, too. When was the first time you saw this film? Oh, my God. I was a kid. And, again, it was probably one of these Saturday afternoon heavily edited for TV versions of the film the first time I saw it. Because I remember the, when I saw it, I do remember seeing it when I was older, probably like 15 or 16 when I saw the actual version of it on a VHS tape okay. and just being like, holy crap, there's a lot of like, like the pierce that like the, the, the piercing of the arrow, the like all that stuff is edited out of the film when you're watching it on television. You know what I mean? For yeah. a Saturday afternoon. So, um, but yeah, my earliest w- viewing of this was as a kid, you know, a, a, a TV edit. Okay. Coming into it. I, I don't know if you can remember this, but coming into it, did you know how it was going to end? Or no, were you there no. for the surprise? No, yeah, I didn't know it was. I thought it was a guy the whole time, and then when it was See, an old lady, I think for a minute I didn't understand what was happening either. I was like, "What the heck's going on right now?" Yeah, you know what I mean, like, huh? See, and and I and I really, really, really tried to put everything out of my mind about this film that I know the ending, that I know what happens after this, and everything that comes, and just focus on this and go in with a fresh mind. And it, it was it was interesting because I didn't expect to see this. And I picked up on it. I don't know if it's something you're supposed to pick up on, but they, they, like you said, thought it was a guy the whole time. First, I got the impression that they were setting it up to be Ralph, and you were supposed to think that it was Ralph. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. then And then later on, uh, I think his name is Steve, the guy who owns the, the camp. Yeah. Thought maybe it was him because of the Jeeps. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it, it was interesting to be able to be able to watch it from that aspect knowing how it ends it's like this is one of those movies where if you know how it ends you lose that magic touch like sixth sense you know what yeah. I mean? you know the unless ending. unless now yeah. you're going back to see how did they pull that off how did they yes. trick people because then when you watch that then you can appreciate it and yeah you, you know yeah. watching this again i did notice there's scenes where you do see the hand when it comes but it's not it's not like manly but it's also not it's not it's very ambiguous you can't tell yeah. Is this a woman or a man's hand? There's initially the first time you even see uh, any piece of that, the body of, of the person is like the, the, the just the kind of the tip of the shoe, almost like a black shoe. And yep. you can't even tell what it maybe it's a work boot. Right. Like it, and, and that's how it kind of comes. Yeah. Yes, uh, exactly. And and yeah, 
it's so going back it's it's cool to kind of watch it that way too and see how they pulled that off that they they did a really good job of kind of disguising what was like who it is at the end oh yeah absolutely and that was just like i said for for this is one of those films where i wish i could go back in time and go into the theater in the 80s and witness it for the very right. first time you know what and I mean? what is and what a simple story i mean it's oh, a simple yeah. straight up story that you know this woman had her son who died, you know, because he was picked on because he was kind of deformed or whatever it was, but he ended up drowning because camp counselors weren't paying attention. And in her mind, it's because they were too busy doing drugs, drinking, and having sex. Mm-hmm. So what what a way to, what did she do with her, her despair? What did it do? I mean, it, it messed with her. She thinks the only way to get back at him is to kill him. Yeah. And so she, she does, right? Uh, and then when she finds out that they're going to open the camp again, she's like, uh-uh. No, I'm gonna kill you guys too. Yeah, and so yeah. it's 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 a simple kind of story in that regard. There's there's nothing too too complex about what's happening, um, but it's straightforward. It's tension throughout the film. Like you know that this person's stalking everyone down. When are we going to find out who it is, and how is it going to resolve itself? Is anybody going to survive? Yeah, yeah, and almost nobody does. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, and exactly. And and. and Again, adding on to that, that makes your your production value so much cheaper because you're, you've got a handful of people, a lot of people who, I mean, a lot of these actors were out of New York, yeah. off of Broadway, so mm-hmm. they're not like really big, well-known actors where you got to f- dump out a lot of money, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're able to take that money and use it for more things, special effects for your kills to make them way better. You know what I mean? Exactly. Traditionally, that's the case with horror, right? Like filmmakers uh, typically say that horror is kind of that, that if you want to make a film uh, and do it on, on a low budget, you can do horror on the the lowest of budgets, uh, which was, has been proven since, you know, since, but you're right. You know, a lot of times you find, uh, Going back to some of the original horror films, you're like, oh, so-and-so was in this. And look at how young they are. It's because they yeah. haven't made their name yet. And that's that's the thing. People kind of get into horror just to kind of it's – it's a way into – into film and into the yeah. industry and and it's it's traditionally been kind of like that it was looked down upon by the academy you know what i mean but like what was it 2009 we just talked about this on silence your phones 2019 the academy of best picture went to a horror film parasite do you yes. know what i mean yeah, so I remember it's, that, it's, dude. it's 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 no longer this kind of like looked down upon genre but it is still the kind of genre that you don't need the entire studio backing you to put out a good horror film. Yeah. You just yeah. need to be able to tell a good story, have good actors that can portray the film, right? And mm-hmm. and good writing and you're good to go. You're yeah, really good to go. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, look at look at stuff like Blair Witch, you know what I mean? The original yes. Blair Witch project, yes. something as simple as that, you know. Um or even more recently with with COVID um host, right? Mm-hmm. Like like it's it's it can be done. You can do it's it a with, clever with the minimal. Idea. It's a clever idea, and it's so simple. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. And, and, and often that simplicity just translates better than something that's more complex. Yeah. To especially horror, because when I'm going to watch a horror movie, I'm not looking to go in for a fucking educational lesson. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that simplicity just makes it so much better. Yeah. So much better. And, exactly. And like, yeah. You could divert more resources to different things that you need, so... And we see that in this. That's, I mean, it's super effective in, yeah. in Friday the 13th. Because if you really think about it, aside from maybe the, the makeup effects that's with Tom Savini's work, mm-hmm. 
what are you really seeing? You're seeing a bunch of people around campgrounds. How much is that really yeah. costing? You know what I mean? To film yeah. and how many days did they film? You know, it's like, it's, it's, it's not much in that regard. So, so, and then to see what the, the return is, you know what I mean? Yeah. They filmed 28 days <sighs> and then it took 10 weeks to edit. Wow. Yeah. From what I read. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. You know, then it, like I said, it just goes to show a simple story, good writing, decent acting, and just, and, and just, you know, being able to pull it off, man. And, and I think that's yeah. the thing. Being able to have somebody like Savini in your corner uh, helps. Because if, if oh, it was yeah. really cheesy looking, it may have really hurt the film. You know what See, I mean? See, and, and, and I, I'm willing to bet it if Savini wasn't the uh, makeup artist and, and doing all that on this film, I, I guarantee you it would have been cheesy. Yeah. Guarantee it. It would have been over the yeah. top cheesy. It, it definitely know? would have lost, lost its uh, – and, and who knows? We probably wouldn't have – you know, we have the, today. the franchise, what we have today. Yeah. We wouldn't have Freddy vs. Jason. I mean, come no. on. Now. Oh, that's a, <laughs> yeah, that's a collision course that we knew was going to come at some point. You know, that's not a joke, dude. Cause I remember being, I was a kid when these, these, these two horror icons were starting their, their come ups. Right. Um, and, and, Freddie was really coming into his own when I was like in fourth and fifth grade. I, I distinctly remember that. And then I remember in sixth grade just having a conversation with friends, and it was those kinds of conversations. Who would win in a battle? And it was Freddie or Jason. And we always had that talk, like, how wouldn't it be cool if they made a movie about it? And, and, and we'd always discuss who would win. And it was, it was so awesome when they finally did it. Like, adult me was just like, oh, my God, I can't <laughs> wait to see this. And uh, you know, it is what it is for the film that it is, and and well, I'm sure we're going to discuss it in the future. But um, yeah, dude, without without Savini and and some of the other aspects of what makes this kind of a classic, is is it it, it would it would have just kind of been lost to history. But you know, yeah. a simple story, well executed, you know, film uh, uh, and, and and special effects put it right up there. And then, like yeah. I said, it's all these other little things. You look at Halloween. You have John Carpenter putting together a simple melody on his on his uh, keyboard. Boom! Now you hear that it's Halloween, right? Yep. Even even Nightmare on Elm Street has that ding 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 ding. Well, they got the um the, the you know what I mean rhyme that the, uh, the girls do. They that do too. that as well. Yeah. Uh, but you hear those sounds, and it's that you hear. You know that's Jaws, right? Yep. Now you hear. Just kind of over and over, and you're like, "That's Jason." Yeah, uh, it's got everything that just it, it's 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 a perfect recipe to to be considered a classic. And maybe it's only because you know it is what it is that we look at it this way. But I just feel like looking at it objectively this time around, watching it as a film, it still stands up. It still stands up to me. Oh yeah, dude. Oh, absolutely, it still stands up. Like like I said, dude, this 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 film is just incredible. And Heck yeah. I'm just glad it ended up being what it was because, like we said, it could have just been lost within all the muck. Yeah. Especially all the muck that was coming out at this time. Yeah. But, what, was your, uh, what was your favorite parts of this movie? Uh, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. The, the kills? The kills yeah. are always... Those especially always fun, in, yeah. these, in these movies. Like, the, you come and talk to me about a different horror movie and it'll probably be something different. But with the, the Friday the 13th movies, it's always the kills. It's yeah. always the kills, man. And it's like, yeah. okay... Maybe not for this one, but for the other ones in the series. How do they bring him back this time? How are they going to kill him this time? You <laughs> yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that's the best too, dude. Yeah. Um, 
It's definitely, yeah. I, I think for me, uh, you know, there's so much that's iconic in this film. And always, I always love the end. I really do. I always love when she's out there in the water and oh, she's waking yeah, up dude. and everything's so nice. And it's got that really weird kind of stillness, this ethereal, like something's off. And then yeah. doosh, this thing comes out of the water. It just looks so good, dude. It looks so good. Um, yeah. This movie from top to bottom. I love it. I, I watch it every year during during October. Um you know, it definitely holds a place in, 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 you know, horror history. Absolutely. Absolutely. Put it in our, love it, love it. In, in our hall of fame of horror. Heck yeah. What do we got coming next, dude? Cause I feel like this next one's also an iconic next one. Oh, this is a doozy, dude. This is a big one. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick's the shining. This is a beast, dude. We're going to be... This is going to be like, like a two-hour two show, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it really is because there's so much to unpack in this film. So it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. It's been a long yeah. time since I've actually watched the whole film itself. Really? Uh, yeah, probably maybe I would give it four or five years since I last wow. seen it. Wow. Yeah, so it would be interesting to kind of come back to it again and watch it. Good. Good. I'm glad. Especially with these eyes now that I'm doing these podcasts where I'm just kind of really critiquing films and watching yeah. them with that kind of See, it's, uh, lens. it's weird. I was thinking about that, too. It's, it's weird when you're watching it from that type of uh, 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 eye instead of just mm-hmm. watching it to watch a movie. You know yeah. what I mean? When you're sitting there trying to watch it for that critique. It's, oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I do. Like when I was watching Friday the 13th, I'm just really noticing like shots even, right? Like certain yeah. shots build up like to still like with the beginning with the, the hitchhiker, how we kind of see the build up and how she's mm-hmm. walking into town and the whole thing. Um, listening to score and sound and, and how yeah. that sound is moving us through a, a scene. I definitely, definitely look at it a different way. So Shining is is going to be, I mean, this is, for me, I always felt like shi- the Shining, especially in, in a critique uh, point of view is like a wet dream for cr- critics, right? Like oh, to yeah, be able to dude. sit down and break this movie apart and discuss all the different aspects. It's it's yeah, rich. Film theorists, it's rich. Yeah, dude. There's just so much. It's going to be good stuff. Um, yes. All right, dude. Uh, anything else you want to say before we get out of there? Uh, I don't believe so. Stay safe, everybody. World's still yes, crazy. Yes. It sure is. It sure is. It's definitely horrific. Uh, but you know what? Why don't you just get your horror fix from us? Try to try to stay safe. Uh, anyway, other than that, thanks so much for listening, everyone. We appreciate it. Make sure to have, head over to the website, bicbp-radio.com. Check out all the other shows on the podcast network. Uh, you know, trust me, if you're a podcast listener and you like, you, you enjoy different kinds of shows, there's something on that network for you. Trust me, there's a lot. So uh, bicbp-radio.com. Other than that, for Jim Clark, this is Chris Chavez. Keep your eye on the shadows.